Hello, welcome to the Friday, January 6, 2017 edition of the Sands and its Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Earlier this week, the registrar that is hosting Google's Brazilian domain, google.com.br, apparently was compromised and Google's name servers were pointed to a different destination. With that, the attacker, of course, had full control over all google.com.br DNS entries, MX records, and the like, and could change them at will. Now, they also changed the TTL, the time to live, to 24 hours. So if during the half-hour window when the malicious DNS servers were active, you requested an IP address from that domain, you would then cache it for a full day before it would expire and you would only then look up the correct IP address after Google fixed the problem. This does keep happening to some of Google's foreign properties. We had, I think, two years ago, the Malaysian domain was, if I remember correctly, at least compromised twice. All of this is not really within the control of Google because for some of these country-level domains, actually other companies are running the name servers. And uh, with that, of course, they don't really have any effect on how those name servers of the registrars that are hosting these country-level domains are managed. Now, Renato Marino did create a real great write-up about this particular issue with lots of details like the IP address and such that were involved in this particular attack. He himself resides in Brazil, so he had sort of a first-person view of this particular event. As far as everybody else's domain goes, you really have to monitor your domains, make sure they're not being altered. This was sort of the most obvious change in hacker could make. We have seen, of course, in the past, Bernard Hacker would, for example, just change MX records or add additional host names in order to use them then in targeted phishing attacks. Looks like Google actually reacted pretty quickly here. This particular attack was in effect for only about 30 minutes, which is a pretty good response time for this type of attack. And of course, you should never underestimate the creativity of attackers. Now, the latest evidence of this is how passwords that were stolen in various breaches are being monetized. The latest attempt to make money off stolen passwords is being reported by Spreadshirt.com. Spreadshirt is a company that allows you to create custom t-shirts and then sell online. There are a number of similar companies around like Cafe Press and the like. Now, uh, what the attacker is doing here is they're not actually really compromising Spreadshirt.com. They're just using username and password combinations they found in other breaches and then hope that that users of Spreadshirt used that same information. So they'll log in to their account and then change the payment details to get the commission checks that are typically being sent to the owner of the various stores hosted by this site. Haven't really heard about this from other similar sites, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're seeing very similar attacks because this appears to be a simple way to make money with these stolen 
credentials. Lesson learned, of course, don't use the same password on different sites and Spreadshirt now did notify all its users asking them to change their passwords to avoid this. And of course, attackers aren't also all that picky how they're making money. Latest evidence of this is a report by Bleeping Computer that reports about a DDoS component that has been added to FireCrypt. Now, FireCrypt is not one of the very well-known crypto ransomware variants, and it now implemented a fairly simple denial-of-service attack that uses infected systems to then DDoS a particular hard code. URL. Now at this point the DDoS component appears to be a little bit more of an afterthought. It's not really very well developed but of course makes sense once you have a hold of a system to use it for various other malicious purposes. FireCrypt also distinguished itself a little bit by offering a simple GUI ransomware builder where you can build your own customized version of this particular ransomware. And Forcepoint is reporting that it is seeing some old backdoors that were actually first seen, I believe, in 2013 being used in targeted attacks. Now, when we think targeted attacks, we usually think zero days and highly sophisticated malware. But uh, then again, typically a targeted attack means that the attacker spent quite a bit of time in doing reconnaissance and finding out as many details about the target before actually launching the attack. And well, part of the reconnaissance may have revealed that an old backdoor, like in this case, MM Core, will perfectly work against a particular target and there is no need to waste a nice survey against that particular organization. Well, and that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.